We are joined uh, in the studio by Cycle 440, an uh, improvisational duo from uh, out of Perth. We're going to have a chat with them uh, in a little while, but um, they're very kindly going to play uh, a live set for us here on New Weird Australia on FBI. Um, Sam, G- Sam Gillis and uh, Kevin Pinkin and um, Cycle 440 live on New Weird Australia.
FBI 94.5, we'll be listening to Cycle 440 playing live for us in the studio. Sam Gillies and Kevin Pinkin uh, from the West Coast, from out of Perth. Uh, they've been over here and uh, played a, a live show as part of uh, the Now Now series uh, last Monday. And uh, guys, thanks very much for, for coming in tonight. No worries. Thanks very much. Cool. Thanks for having us. Now, um, so we mentioned there that uh, you were over here doing uh, doing a show uh, as part of the Now Now Festival, but you sort of been brought to the West Coast, uh, I guess, for for a, ver- a variety of reasons, which we'll get into in a sec. But um, tell us about, uh, I guess, about the project and and how you guys um, first formed it, because we we've been playing this uh, recent CD release from you you guys, uh, the Cartography of Shifting Planes, which is your second album. Um, but you've been uh, you've been playing together now for. for a few years so what was the sort of uh, catalyst for for this particular uh, collaboration uh, well um, Sam and I both go to the West Australian Academy of Performing Arts uh, we both do the composition and music technology go- uh, degree there and so we met through that and uh, through just uh, obviously talking to each other as peers uh, we uh, had a similar vision to try and bring together uh, my sort of uh, piano playing and uh, Sam's uh, great um, ability to patch and max msp (laughs) and uh yeah the result uh took a while um we went through many recording sessions just uh trying to figure out a sound and try different things and uh yeah so we well i think it's going to be a very long time to find a completely realized voice but i think we're definitely on the right track to um find something very unique that uh, i think we both really enjoy yeah i'm always interested by these sort of uh how did you meet sort of questions um I guess it comes down to a couple of different things. Like you're always in the same area, you're always interested in the mm. same stuff, and kind of a shared idea of wanting to contribute back something with your own voice in a in a particular way. Um, so yeah, this sort of thing sort of came out of, uh, I guess, I, for my for me personally, my desire to work on a project that was perhaps more melodic, mm. um, and could really push me in how I approach 
processing for acoustic instruments, which is because collaborating with someone is always uh, completely different to writing something on my own. Course, I, yeah. I do write works for uh, acoustic instruments, which I control the entire proceedings. But um, yeah, this one really motivated me to approach it from an improv- improvisational standpoint. And um, yeah, it's been really rewarding. It's good fun. And I guess part of the reason why I asked the question is because you know you're you're both coming from WAPA, where you have an environment full of musicians. You have a full mm, full mm. of other artists that uh, effectively you know you can uh, you can take your pick from the people <laughs> that, that yeah. you might want to <laughs> you might want to collaborate with. So I guess it's you know these two particular flesh and blood entities that have found each other. Yeah. Um, and 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 what it was that you saw particular in each other that you perhaps to you couldn't have got from, from well, other people. I yeah. think it sim- pretty much came down to, do you want to jam? Uh, <laughs> it always, it some, always does. That's what it all yeah, comes yeah. back to. Yeah, and yeah, right. uh, from there, it just kind of turned into something that we both started to take more and more seriously and yeah. record more and more and thought the recordings were pretty decent. So start to try to find avenues to make them available, get asked to do gigs and kind yeah. of just walk down that down that sort of road i guess and uh for a young project i mean this is your your second release um mm. how's how how have you found that sort of transition from first to second what is it about this second release that that marks it as as being uh, a sort of uh, not so much a departure but a, a mm. an evolution from the first one i'd say the second one's probably uh i guess more minimal in a way i think the first album that we did which i still really like the first album um but it's a really different beast it kind of captured us going into the studio and just wanting to uh lay down as many different ideas as we could possibly find uh which is so it kind of veers between extremes in a way whereas this one's quite uh i guess progressive and then it kind of starts off and it moves very logically and it, it's all about i guess captured with the shifting planes metaphor mm. um and it's all about layers and uh the, the relationship between layers I think when we first did go into the studio to record the second album uh we did try a few different things uh in particular, I think the middle track of the album, uh, Ida, uh, represents that um, quite well. It's um, quite a different track from all the other tracks on the album, but still, in my, uh, I think it really fits. It sort of acts as a, a bridge between two sides of um, a very melodic um, atmosphere mm. and uh, brings in, I think, a very uh, different uh, sort of textual atmosphere than what we've been doing uh Probably in most of our live gigs, I think, have been quite melodic as well. I think the gig that we just played as well, a uh, very chord uh, progression-based uh, uh, or melodic-based, and then uh, sort of feeding off each other, um, seeing what Sam's doing texturally and what, what he loops from me, and then trying to work off that. Yeah, Kem's got a great ability to sort of pick up whatever my processing is doing and turn it into loops on the go, which is why we kind of push this improvised aspect to it, because in my patching, I try not to do the same patching approach uh, twice, mm. and I'm always trying to push what I've programmed to the max. And uh, with every album, that project that we do, we're aiming for one a year at this stage. Um, mm-hmm. I try to completely rebuild the patch, so I, right. so I'm completely focused on improving the sound and changing the sound from time to time, which is kind of nice because you don't really get the chance to do that with guitars unless you buy more effects pedals and that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. But it's a or trash your guitar. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once you destroy the instrument, <laughs> but um, it's a yeah. nice sort of rebuilding every time we come yeah. to this project. But yeah, for that reason, we tend to. To push this improvised 
approach um, just kind of works with our strengths at the moment, I think. Now, um, anyone who listens regularly to the show will sort of think that I've got some weird Perth fetish because I just seem to be <laughs> it's uh, playing far more artists out of Perth than I am from any other state. I'm not entirely sure why that is, but mm. um, you know, that's that's where we're at. Now, it was very interesting to hear, um, uh, I, I don't know if you guys uh, had arrived at the studio, but it was we were hearing from Kane and Paul mm. from Solo and Dara, who both uh, came from Perth originally, now based in Melbourne and Sydney, respectively. Um, who, who at the time they left, felt that the experimental scene in Perth didn't necessarily support, you know, their their endeavours. My reading of it now, uh, from afar, um, mm. seems to be the opposite. But I don't know if on the ground you feel that um, that's just us looking at it with rose-tinted spectacles, or whether actually yeah. you feel like there's a, a a genuinely positive kind of experimental scene in in Perth. Uh, I think. There is definitely uh, a very established scene uh, for experimental music in Perth uh, because um, we're so um, distant from Melbourne and Sydney and Brisbane, respectively. Uh, we uh, tend to do things a little differently. We have our own thing, which I think is good. Uh, I couldn't really yeah. complain about that at all. There's a lot more... Um, I think the DIY aspect is really emphasised in Perth. I think it's emphasised in the genre. Um, but in Perth, I'm noticing that... Uh, the true sort of experimental ideas from uh, sort of not so much underground artists but lesser founded artists, I suppose, are really coming out of um, the DIY scene. Mm. Uh, I'm closely aligned to one particular element of that scene personally with um, the Noise Machine Project. Mm. Um, but uh, I think generally speaking that there's there's this kind of real sort of push happening just to do stuff. Um, you're seeing it with sort of like the analog to digital series uh, – this is all going to be Perth stuff, yeah. so it's going to be like, oh, I just didn't We've played a lot of it here, so I think you know people might yeah, have, you know, yeah. will, will know about it. I mean, you know, uh, Claire, who, mm. who uh, as Furchik, who does a lot of the, mm. who runs the analog to digital. And, yeah. um, and the Noise Machine Project sounds interesting because it seems to be any any artist that I've sort of enjoyed out of Perth, or a lot of them have, have been part of that sort of Noise Machine Project. Yeah. Now, just tell us a little bit about what the the premise of that is. Sure. Um, well, it was a, it's an event series. We At the moment, we're doing once a month, and we've got the one-year anniversary coming up at the end of July. Uh, it was... I, I work uh, as a day job with uh, a gentleman by the name of Scott McDonald who uh, works in computer music software uh, and I test the software. Um, and uh, I'd wanted to put on a noise gig for a while because I felt like there's a lot of experimental music kind of happening around the place but not so much from the noise vein. It was a lot mm. more of, I guess, looper pedal based and stuff that I wasn't necessarily I, I enjoyed but I didn't really want to align myself with it and I felt that I needed to have something else come out of it um, but I also wanted a venue that you could play loudly at without any sort of uh, restrictions uh, and a space that we could really do something with um, that we weren't sort of held accountable to get a certain number of crowds in or you know so you know mm. all the certain limitations that you have when you have a gig so I voiced this concern to Scott and uh, he said well I you know come down and use the Artifactory which is a uh, big warehouse in the middle of the warehouse area in Perth. And, um, yeah, and uh, we, over the last year, we've uh, built it up into a performance space. It's it, By day, it's known as a hacker space, which uh, I keep getting asked what that is. It's essentially <laughs> a community of people that come together to build crazy contraptions and work on projects. Uh, so it's really just a big, empty, uh, blank slate to work with. Um, and from this, uh, a couple of music nights have come out of it because there's sort of a shared community sense of different kinds of music wanting to come to the front and put on events, mm-hmm. uh, as well as all the standard sort of uh, they have hacker nights and Arduino workshops and Max MSP workshops and things like that. 
Um, so it kind of all came out of this desire and uh, to put on something that was different. Uh, format's kind of unique in the sense that we program eight artists every show, so it's a large number of artists and everyone plays for between five and ten minutes. So it's a real emphasis on short sets. Mm. Yeah, right. And these sets nice. then segue into one another because I guess we both, when we put this together, we were like, we wanted to do something that was uh, a bit different to what everyone else was doing which is why I also called it a noise gig, not an experimental music gig, because mm, mm. um, it really helps to... Pe- it makes people sort of self-filter a bit, even though it's pretty much open to everyone. Um, but it, it means that people tend to approach a gig at Noise Machine a bit different to just whipping out their old sets. Uh, I've had quite a few artists kind of do something particular because, it, because it's billed as a noise gig, yeah, yeah. Um, which is really fun. Um, and they're so, limited by that time as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And so, and, it's a, and it was just another, uh, and w- wanting to do something that was, I guess, um, open to the idea of experimentation as experimentation and not like a genre tag. Mm. So it re- literally means that if you had this idea, you can experiment with it in a live setting and judge sort of how people react to it and what they think of it. Um, and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to occupy 20 minutes of slot yeah. time, so you don't have to feel any pressure with that. You can kind of just experiment with it. And quite a few people have jumped on board with really interesting results. Um, I mean, I guess the reaction would be that maybe if people aren't doing a fully fleshed out 20-minute idea, maybe it's not worth listening to. But uh, on the opposite, <laughs> it's actually come across as a lot of really interesting short works have come out of this. Um, and you can get yeah. this stuff um, free to download, right? Yeah, yeah. So. We, part of the other project, half of this, what we wanted to do was try to document everything. Yeah. Um, so consequently, I've uh, recorded and mixed and mastered um, every concert so far, and they're all up on the, the Artifactory Bandcamp account. Okay, so the so RT... A-R-T-I... R-T-I... R-T-I... Factory, F-A-C-T-O-R-Y. .bandcamp.com. And uh, yeah, 12 months of uh, documentation of Noise Machine gigs. And yeah. there's, quite, there's a lot to get through, but it's, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's quite a pleasure. I've, I've uh, been trawling through, through that myself. Um, well, look, um, we're rapidly running out of time, unfortunately, but um, uh, thanks very much for, for coming in Absolute and, pleasure. Uh, and, and playing for us and, uh, and having a bit of chat. Now, you can uh, find out more at Cycle 440, Cycle 440. Uh, is it four four zero or four forty? Four forty. Yeah, I like four forty. It's got a nice ring to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cycle four forty dot bandcamp dot com, uh, where you can uh, find this. And don't forget to check out Twice Removed Records. We played quite a few um, uh, releases from the label. Um, that's what this particular uh, album is released through. Uh, Twice Removed. Um, Twice Removed Records blogspot.com thanks again guys cheers safe travels back home again thank you, thank you. Um, alrighty I'm going to play another track from the release to take us out we're going to hear um, Figures of Decay this is Cycle 440 <laughs> 